Russ is making a lot of finger noises like a gun. So well, like he, finger guns. He's like directors. <laughs> I think that means Action. that the cameras are ready and rolling. I like finger guns. They're old school. Pew, so pew, I'm old. pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I'm going to eat my banana and my cheese crackers. Wes is hungry. He hasn't had anything to eat all day. That's all there is down there. Well, there's cookies. I had those already, though. Apple he likes Danish. to stand in my kitchen with a gigantic glass of milk. It's not gigantic. It's a little glass. And just has the lid off the cookie jar and just keeps dunking them and eating It's usually them at, at least them. six and then however many more I want after that. It really, it really is. I don't know how he stays so skinny. I don't buy that stuff from my house. That's how. <laughs> he comes in. You know how many cookies are at my house? It's fucking Zippo. <laughs> well, you know, I try to have cookies at my house. It is a problem. A terrible business with the cookies at my house. We've because heard those stories. You know, the last, you gave me a plate of cookies like a week ago. Yeah, and you take, don't ever get any of no, them. No, so I take them home, and Danny goes, what's that? And it's in the dark, you know, because he keeps our house like a dungeon in the night. You know, And so I go by with a plate of cookies, and he goes, oh, because he knows he's going to eat them all. <laughs> and so I put them in the kitchen, because it was late. I came home from a late podcast. It was late. And then I get up really early, and I go to work. I came home, and I said, where are the cookies? Oh, me and Christopher ate him. He has no shame either. Hmm? He doesn't like take one and wrap it What's up. What's he going to say? They fell in the toilet? <laughs> just mm-hmm. save that one for her. No, he just eats them. No, he takes the whole, whatever you've sent them in, he will take that over to his place and just eat out of that. <laughs> With his chihuahuas. Wait, what's his place? It's his chair. Don't even get her started on that chair. No, I need to know because last time, last time we talked about this, I got party in the potty, and that was awesome. Oh well, the chair is the chair. So this is ter- this is this a may, this enrages this, her. I'm gonna need a picture. Just like you know, I'm gonna so. I'm uh, I'm embarrassed. She's already fired she, up. I, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. I have a beautiful sofa. I have a beautiful like. It's cream leather. It's so nice. It has two recliners, one on each end. It's fancy. A, it's just fancy, so bro. nice. Danny doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. Says it hurts his back. We all like different stuff. Well, uh, no, this is bad, Wes. Really, really bad. <laughs> so we have this desk chair that looks kind of like this. I'll go and take a photo of it because yeah, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> He rolled it into my living room on my hardwood floors. And if you don't have the office chair. Yes. And then he has like a lumbar pillow with a big pillowcase on it and blankies because each chihuahua has to have a blankie. Well, this is an old beat up chair and he likes it. And I used to make him roll it back out every night. But, but why though? Because it's embarrassing, because and you don't I like didn't. Looking at embarrassing it. to who? Like, there's nobody else there but you and him. I know, and so now then I don't have any him roll it out every night. It's embarrassing to you, even though like she doesn't want it there. I do not want it there, and he has he calls it a stoop. <laughs> I don't know why it's you know to put his legs up on, but it doesn't okay. match anything in the whole room. That's an so now it? Big Dog right. uses it so he can possess what is him. The stoop. It's like an old beat up. It's an ottoman bench right? thingy. But he calls it a He's stoop. He's like the homeless guy on his own furniture over there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I told him, I said, this is so awful. This is so bad. <laughs> because I, it looks bad to you, even though it's comfortable to him and yes, you won't tolerate that. I just, want, I just and, want to be clear. And we bought it in 2001. So it's 21 so, years old. It's all worn in now. It's good. No, yeah. it is. And I told him, I said, because he goes and party in the potty a long time. And I told him, I said, you go back there. I said, I'm going to fling that thing out in the front and let it roll down the street and it'll never come back. You're a monster. 
And I tried to go on, like, when COVID started on, like, Nebraska Furniture Mart and, like, just see if we could just buy some type of chair that he would be satisfied with. But also that looks the way that, you want it to look. Exactly. And it was saying, oh, you can get that one in a year. You can get that one in 16, <laughs> oh, no. you know. So, like, whatever I liked, you couldn't get. And I'm just, like, fine. Just leave it in there. And I just submitted. I think you need to just settle down. because well, you gotta... She sent me a photo of it before. It's pretty bad. So He's I'm comfortable gonna, in it. I'm sending the photo to you tonight so you can see how it's awful. It's not like you got people touring through your house or anything. Like, just, just, you just calm matter. down. You gotta, you gotta, he has to go to the furniture mart, though. He has to go like sit in the chair. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. You otherwise, you're going to spend like, I don't know, 1500 bucks on some chair. And he's going to hate it. And he's going to be like, meh. You don't buy a we chair without sitting We went to Nebraska here. Furniture Mart and sat on this sofa, and he agreed to it. And then we spent an ungodly amount of money on it. Mm. He should be sitting on that sofa. <laughs> but he's mm. not. He's sitting in the 2001. No, so you know what he does with the with sofa? With the stoop. That he, he aligns all the dog beds. And all the dog beds have to be on the right side of the sofa. And I have to sit over by myself. Because if you try to, if I try to sit here... No one will go sit in the dog bed that's over there. And so then everybody's unhappy. And so he wants me to be unhappy so that the, the chihuahuas <laughs> are happy. Because, you know, like. You need to suffer for their happiness, Laura. Yes, because I come in and interrupt family time. Don't you just love this dynamic over there? Well, you need to explain family time because I don't think we've ever talked about well, family so time. Like on the, Danny... This whole podcast needs to about, be about you and your cheese and their couches and their beds <laughs> well, and family time and party in the potty well. and. <laughs> No, there's so much. Danny I have so many like, questions. He tries to play like he's like he goes, "Oh, uh, so are you gonna be going straight to the ranch after work?" And what he really wants to know is, "Do I have the whole night to myself, yeah. and can I watch what I want?" Can I do I family, family time? time? Yeah. And so when I told him, I said, "No, I'm not going to the ranch. <laughs> You're not." Oh, oh he said, me and, the, "Me and the girls had a movie picked out." No, 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 you know, I'm like what movie though? It's stuff that I won't watch. But what? But, we need to know what movie. I was over there one time because Laura was redoing her pool. And her cheese were like, they're going to get out of the fan. Because they were. Because she's under construction and there's like temporary stuff. And they're, yeah, just, and they're little. And they can, so I know. said, let me come over there and see if I Well, can. baby went under the fence. Went under the fence. Because they had dug up the cement. Mm -hmm. Because they're breaking stuff, you know, around the fence. And lines. Danny went out and all of a sudden we looked down and there she was. Yeah. So I took some tent pins and just made kind of a little place outside the dog door mm -hmm. but i but i glanced over there and that was danny was in his chair that is why i don't want again it. i got I'm no picture my friend you didn't comes shoot to a my picture house. yeah no picture she nothing she knew and she didn't even say this is how bad it was she didn't say a word about it because that's how bad it is <laughs> because i knew she was already enraged you should have went inside like immediately and then sat down in that chair <laughs> Was in That's it. a power move. That's what that is. But you know where the should have You should have threw some cookies over there and then, <laughs> and then take his chair. He puts it in the walkway. So, like, literally, yeah. it's in where you would walk to, like, get to the kitchen or anything. So you, like, have to rub up against his chair it to is. get to the kitchen. <clears throat> I mean, I could go on. It's a spectacle. I got no <laughs> pictures again. I got no pictures. So. She'll get you some. She better. I really don't want it to go out to the world. I'm not asking. Like I'm. Ta <laughs> it's really embarrassing, and it's a mandate. It needs to happen. So, makes me laugh. Anyway, so what we're going to talk about tonight is uh, the changes that we're making at the sanctuary with moving from 100% volunteer 
and changing the timeline of the dogs and their care. And I just want to I just want to stress to people that you know when we first designed this sanctuary and designed how we saw they would be cared for. You know, we was going to have a caretaker that lived next door, and the dogs were going to be like a ranch. You know, they're out all day, and they're <coughs> only confined to eat and to sleep, and that just didn't work out. And so we immediately had to go into an alternate plan, and we had some key volunteers that we ended up making captains. And we knew that the most that we could do was um, two shifts a day from like 8 to 11 in the morning and then from 5 to 8 in the evening, which left the dogs, you know, confined 18, 19 hours a day. Which, like I said in my post, it's fine for dogs that are just out of the mill or do dogs that have been in the, in the shelter and they're really stressed and they just need time to decompress or rest and have quiet. It's just quiet in there, you know? It, I mean, it's a, bu it's a beautiful place for yeah. a dog to be, to convalesce, to decompress from whatever stress they've you know dogs been that have through. been in the shelter that it's big and there's 200 dogs in there and they're barking and it's noisy and it's stressful and you know they need time to chill from that and that's all good and, and fine but you know you give them a you give them a week of that and now they're well they're they they're they they're have their beans tears. back and yeah, they're, they're they need to, to be tears. out and a lot of times we rescue dogs that are young and have energy and having them confined that many hours a day behaviorally they're awful when they get out for those two shifts they're awful for the captains and because they've got beans they're wild and they so it, it becomes difficult to assess who they are because we don't get to see the real them we only get to see the see the, the beans version right of them. the hyper dog that's so happy to be out Not the balanced version of them right and that's the that's a, a good word is is we don't get to, they don't get to ever be balanced because they're always they're excited at 8 o'clock in the morning, and they get to be out for a little while and spend time with people, and they go back in to eat their food and get their medicine, and then they're back out again for like another hour and a half or so, and then boom, it's time to go back in because the, you know, the volunteers have to leave until 5 o'clock in the evening. It starts over again. So we don't. the only way we get a good solid assessment of who these dogs are is when they come to the ranch, and they spend, you know, from eight in the morning till six in the evening with us every day, and then we can then we can get to see who they are, and we can get them a little more balanced and a little more <coughs> socialized with other dogs and understand who they are, what their needs are. So anyway, it's inhibited us for quite a while, and it's bothered us for quite a while. But <coughs> and it was never the vision, you know. It just it wasn't. We always wanted to do this to the very best of our ability yeah. and I mean we had it I had a vision for certain things I wanted from the get-go yeah I mean and this just wasn't what we envisioned and well I wanted you know I wanted it to be and this is that you know when I built the ranch and my vision of what it was and what I explained to people is you want it to be as close to them being at somebody's house without them being at somebody's house. You know, they can be inside. They can be outside. There's people here. There's other dogs here. You can play. You can swim. You can sleep. Well, they have choices of what they want to do. 
as opposed to a traditional facility where they're locked up and they might rotate them out into yards to go potty for 10, 15 minutes and then they go back in. That's not what I wanted. And that's not what I wanted. I don't want a shelter. Well, we when we looked at building the sanctuary, we talked about it from the get-go that we wanted to take the very best parts of the Lone Star Dog Ranch and put those practices in place for the rescue. Mm-hmm. We want it to be as closely matched as possible because the ranch is fabulous. Mm-hmm. I've always tell people, you know, the ranch reminds me of Disney World for dogs and we wanted to give that to the rescue dogs. Right. And the sanctuary, honestly, you walk into this the sanctuary and it smells better than most people's homes smell. Oh, it does not smell like there is a dog in there. People walk in and they are just amazed. So I mean it's a, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful sanctuary. Yep. Clean, immaculate, peaceful. Yes. They just need they just need more time. They, they need more time and it's what's best for them. Yeah. And the same way we always talk about you know, we want what's best for the dogs when we're placing them at homes, we also want what's best for them when they're here with us. Right. And we want to give them more time out, more time with people. Um, more time with other dogs. Right. More time just relaxing outside of outside of a confined space. And more time for us to see the true dog who they are. More time for them to come out of their shell if they're shy. More time. I mean, there's just there's so many elements of it for them to expand <coughs> who they are. Well, and the other thing that we've noticed and we've seen is, you know, when you do have a very sick dog and you don't have people there, you know, the majority of the time, you know, you can potentially have miss things. Miss things. It may go on a few more hours than what it would have had someone been there. The entire day right so this just gives us a, a better ability to you know see things for, exa- take, for exam- take care of for them. example casserole who came to us smuggling one puppy that we had no idea that that dog was pregnant because she was very thin very there was thin. no sign of a puppy no sign of a smuggled puppy no she was she's probably 15 pounds underweight i mean you know we we already talked about her in the other podcast that we did but you know i literally could have been knocked over by a feather when that that said we had a puppy yeah so yes she's a prime example of because she's laboring with early signs of labor that we're not making the connection and she and nobody has eyes on her enough hours of the day to realize, wait a minute, what are we looking at here? Right. You know, she ate her blanket a little bit. Okay, well, some dogs tear up their blankets. Well, she's nesting. She's not eating her food. Because she's in they, labor. Yeah, we <laughs> thought she chewed up her blanket and then had a bowel obstruction. And that was exactly. Was yeah. And you know what? <laughs> when we took her to the ER and described what they thought, they she had thought the obst- same thing. So they snapped an x-ray. Whoopsie. Uh, guess what we found? There was, a, there was an obstruction. <laughs> guess I, what was obstructing? I wish I had the recorded conversation. Because yeah. Both both mine with the vet and mine with you. Both of those would have been yes. fabulous. Yes. Anyway, the point is that more eyes on a, 
our dogs for more hours of the day will eliminate those kinds of things because you know she was she was alone in there all overnight and she's in labor we and we don't we just don't know well this is <clears throat> we have seen other shelters where they've come in in the morning and a dog has had puppies overnight yeah and that's just not something that you mm. want to come into so much can go wrong and um that's just one example but there's there's many more you know sometimes a dog will develop a health condition or they'll be in pain or maybe they're bleeding or they're you know they've had a prolapse there's just so many things that go on yeah that you know if someone's there all day you know we can stop what we're doing and run that dog down to the er down to our vet so we've kind of you and i have kind of kicked around well from the beginning and we were never fully (laughs) satisfied that the way you know the way that we ended up having to go was the way that we wanted to end up. And we always, always look at everything we're doing all the time. And we're always constantly discussing it and mm-hmm. seeing what do we need to change, you know. What could we do better? What could we do better? And, I mean, it's, it's everything from what are we feeding them to which specialty hospitals and doctors are we using. We always never base a decision on what the financial cost it's always about what's best for the dog mm-hmm. if we need to drive someone to texas a&m or we need to go across town to a dermatologist you know it, we always base the decision on what's best for the dog well i mean look at dogs that that we can't that we don't get applications for we end up moving them to chicago to illinois so what's best for the dog i mean because if we can't succeed with you here then we're going to find out what's best for you somewhere else. It's all it's across the board, all different ways that we look to change things, do this, fix this, alter that, right. you know. And I would the one thing that I said to you guys when we first started discussing this is, you know, I don't think of us as being any different than a Walmart or a Target or another rescue group or just a regular business. All of those entities evolve and grow and change based on what's going on with their business. Mm-hmm. And I think we're the same way. And if we were stagnant and we never considered change, I don't think that's good for yeah. the rescue. And it's certainly not, you know, what's best for the dogs. Right. So I'm happy that we're, you know, we've always been so proud of the fact that we were 100% volunteer based. Mm-hmm. And I'm still proud that we've gone <clears throat> seven years with that being the case, mm-hmm. not a lot of people can do that. But I'm also proud of the fact that we can look at what we're doing and say, hey, you know what? I think we're falling short in this area. Yeah. And what do we need to do to not fall short? Or how can we be better? Exactly. Doing doing? And if it means that we have to pay someone, then that's what we'll do. But I'm also proud of the fact that we can sit here around this table and say, hey, we may be paying someone, but I'm not one of those people. Right. And I, I would like to say, um, you know, you put a post up on the Lone Star Dog Ranch and Dog Ranch Rescue Facebook page today, and you did highlight the fact, but I just want to go ahead and reemphasize that the Lone Star Dog Ranch and Dog Ranch Rescue are two separate entities. We do not commingle funds. Our tax returns, our accounting, every single thing is done separately. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls that are going to work for Dog Ranch Rescue 
are employed by Lone Star Dog Ranch for the hours that they work for Lone Star Dog Ranch. And then the hours that they work for Dog Ranch Rescue, they will be paid for. And all of that is tracked separately. So it's just really important that we make that very clear. Um, the Dog Ranch is not paying salaries for Dog Ranch Rescue. You know, the rescue will pay for that on our own. The rescue is not paying salary for Lone Star Dog Ranch employees. Right. There's no, there's, that doesn't go two ways. No. Those, it's just, <clears throat> it's accounted for separate. All, you know, anything associated with the rescue, we have our own insurance, we have our own accounting, everything is done separately. Yeah. So if anybody has a question about that, it's, you know, none of the Eden family are being paid. I'm not being paid. None of our volunteers are being paid. So I would s still say we are... Okay, we're 98% volunteer We're based. still a volunteer-based nonprofit. Right. And proud of that. Because, well, I mean, what, with what we're doing with our three girls is... <clears throat> yes, one of them will be there at 8 o'clock in the morning with a, a captain and the normal shift. Of volunteers. Be there, be, there to be, a, be there to assist with them. But the rest of it is they're being employed to, for the for the gap, the ele the eleven to five o'clock in the evening gap where they would be confined all that time. Now they'll have two people that they're with for that in that entire time of the day, taking pictures of them, caring for them if they're sick. You know, dogs need medicine in the middle of the day. They need medicine more than just twice a day. Or sometimes we have emaciated dogs that need to need be to be fed, fed more four often. times a day. Mm -hmm. There's other things where like. Sometimes I need meet and greets or we needed to do adoptions. People coming in from out of town and they can only hit here certain times of day. Right. So there's so many more things that will be, will be available to us. Yes, because we have someone there. Also for bigger projects at the rescue that maybe just sometimes don't fit in the window of time where volunteers are there. We will have an employee there that we can say, hey, we've been wanting to get to XYZ project. And they'll be able to work on that. Right. And sometimes there. that's just even deep cleaning, you know, because the shift is tight. You know, it's three hours to get. And if you're busy and you have 20 dogs in there and you've got four volunteers, it's a lot to, to manage, medicate, the, to medicate feed, feed them, clean up after them. There's dogs that need medicated baths. Sometimes they need a bath three, four times a week. And they're trying to fit all that stuff in on their three hour shift. Well, now this pressure isn't so hard on that. You know, the, the, the girls in the, in the midday can pick up the slack on things that were hard for them to get to. Well, speaking of baths, like sometimes Dr. Reno will say, it would be best if this dog could be bathed every day. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's not always available because you don't have the manpower to do every single day. But right. the faster you get the infection off of their body, the yeast, the bacteria, mm -hmm. the sooner they can complete their vetting. Like Bessie. I mean, like Bessie, she's a pet. She's yeah. A, she, <laughs> I need a bath. Doctor Reno says, just give her a bath every day. Okay, that's. A, <laughs> you're that's not doing not inconvenient. Else. It's really not. Not inconvenient at all. No big. Deal. Well, and plus, if I was be Bessie, I wouldn't want to go on the cold back porch and get a bath and oh, be. I'm freezing. I had to wash her teeth. She, it's so sad because. <laughs> You know, Bessie's not that smart, but <clears throat> how dare you? You know, <laughs> she she can she sees certain things that I do because I'll usually wash her in the kitchen sink. She's like she sees me pick up that bleach bottle because you know I put like a little hair spot of bleach in a bottle and shake it up and put it on her. 
she sees that bleach bottle and she sees me in the kitchen and she's like, Ooh. Mm. No! She, <laughs> I thought she liked a bath. Not when it's she, cold. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want me to put her on the spot and pick her up to Damn. put her in there. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> but she's not smart enough to run away. <laughs> <laughs> because I usually wash because uh, I'd wash Kitty today too and give Kitty a haircut. Well, Kitty's way smarter than that. <laughs> Kitty, <laughs> Kitty sees you go get a towel. Boom, she's out of here. She goes and hides somewhere. You she's have to under crawl the under the reacher. <laughs> under there with tear. <laughs> Bessie just stands there and doesn't want it to happen. She does. <laughs> and whenever I go, to, I like whenever it. I go, turn around to get her, she just hunkers down real low. Oh, Bessie. Uh, it makes me feel bad. <laughs> but she's pretty cute, so she gets a lot of hugs and a lot of kisses, and she got her piggy PJs on. She still, it doesn't make her happy, though. So, yeah, with bringing people in, are you getting my Bessie? Yeah, he is. Oh, Bessie. I got on. <laughs> It's cold. She's she like peaky PJs. I'll come over there at the ranch, and you got her over there, and she's outside, and like, she doesn't have peaky PJs on. Like, I'm upset. Why are you doing that to her? She's cold. She's a delicate little flower. She's pretty cute because when she was cold, and I'd given her a bath, and she follows me into. I had to go find her piggy PJs. They're in my closet. She's behind me, and she sees her piggy PJs, and she's like. Yeah! <laughs> I'm surprised the other dogs don't like pull on her with that on. Ah, with Bubs used to when she was younger. Like, she's got a big pup pup now. She can bite her ears, so she's busy. Yes, right. <laughs> she, just, she just sucks on pup pup's ears now instead. I mean, Look they're sopping they're wet. They're still sopping yeah, wet. It's savage. <laughs> it's terrible, <laughs> terrible business. Well, back to what we're doing over at the sanctuary. The other thing is, so we still, we've got coverage now Monday through Friday with the girls coming over to help. But From 8 to 8, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 8. Right, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. We will have someone there, either a volunteer or a paid employee. So mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Yep. That's actually two hours longer than the ranch. Yes. So I'm pretty happy about that. Yep. Um. But then, because we're never satisfied. <laughs> really? I didn't know that about you No, I, and I'm a high achiever. <laughs> because it's like, whatever, if the bar's here, I'd like to go ahead and just jump right there. Uh -huh. Just because I'm all extra like that, you know? <laughs> Isn't that what the kids say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. That's a new word. Like, extra. That's so extra. <laughs> I really like that one, though. Like, I use that all the time. So we would like to also get the sanctuary opened Saturday and Sunday for the same hours mm -hmm. or as close to it as possible. So that way we're, we've now gone to seven days a week, mm -hmm. which is what the ranch has. So, again, we're just trying to get as close to what Lone Star Dog Ranch offers for the sanctuary dogs. So we're not even where we want to be yet. Right. But we're on a path. Yep. And, and the, the freight train is coming. The, well, the reason why we think that we can maybe accomplish that is because it's the weekend right so, and, and volunteers it's because people work and a lot of we have a lot more options with them it being the weekend for them to be able to spend more time at the at the rescue well and we've had people say like <coughs> over the years we'd love to you know have extra time but you can't just like open the sanctuary for a day you know, I mean, we have to have a schedule. We have to have things in yes. place, you know, a procedure for doing that. A procedure so. and, the, and enough people. Right. Which is another thing about 
bringing our our girls over there is they're experienced they're experienced with groups of dogs and behavior whereas a lot of volunteers come in some of them are a little bit nervous with big big dogs some of them are they're a little unsure with being with a group of big dogs well these girls will help balance that and give them more confidence in behavior of other dogs but you know we, we don't we don't allow like you know one person to be over there right you have to have coverage nobody works alone nobody works ranch. alone the same thing at the ranch, you know. You, you 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 have to have enough people. Well, and I don't, I don't think we covered the fact. I know that you covered it in the post on Facebook, but Emma is a veterinary technician, and she's for an ER. Exactly. So she's highly educated in uh, medical related to dogs, which is fantastic. Because rescue dogs have more medical needs than like a boarding guest at Lone Star Dog Ranch yes. does. All of the dogs in the rescue have some type of medical need that's being addressed. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. So having her over there and her being able to make medical assessments and say, hey, this dog XYZ, and I think it needs to be, you know, seen or whatever the issue that's going to be something we've never had before right what the way it kind of happens now we're not there we have to get a photo or a video and then we have to make the assessment on what we think right and it'll just be so great to have someone who's worked at the er assessing dogs and treating dogs there at the rescue i mean she can draw blood she can do so many things Mm -hmm. um who knows what that will evolve into yeah well, it will evolve into us being able to rescue much sicker dogs. And I touched base on that in the post, but I, I'd kind of like to elaborate on that a little bit is, you know, we've got an isolation room that we can't really utilize the way that we want to just because of the limitation of hours. Because when you have a really sick dog, you can't leave them for that many hours, that many hours no, a day. They need, they need hands-on, eyes-on. Right. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's bandage changes. Sometimes I mean it's all different kinds of things. We just can we just couldn't do. Are they declining? You know, we right. need to know. Right. For me, that's the biggest <clears throat> positive to doing this is like I'll I'll scroll I doom scroll on Facebook all the time of like this dog's sick, this dog's gonna die, this dog's and like I we can't take that dog because we don't have the means or the I don't know what you call it, but we can't because we can't. Because we don't, don't have, have the resources. We don't have the resources. We don't have, we don't have you know, whatever it. it would take for that dog to for, to be rescued by us. Like, we don't have that. And I have to say no to that. And that means that dog dies, maybe. Because um, it, it would just have to go to a foster, and we don't just always... It has to go to Millie. Yeah. and if Because and that, that's the only option we have that can provide that kind of care that that dog needs. Right. And so we, I, we have to say no to a lot of dogs that, because I like rescuing dogs that are doomed. Dogs that have no chance, dogs that would die without our intervention, and we have to say no like nine, you know, ninety times out of a hundred. We say no, and and that's and that's with. I mean, we keep Millie pretty occupied. Well, we, I mean, and we, we could keep her way more occupied than we do, and but we have to say no, and I don't like saying no. No, well, I don't ever want to put pressure on Millie. <laughs> well, because of course, that's it, uh, Millie has the kind of heart that you do, right? And it hurts her soul to mm-hmm. turn a dog away, and mm-hmm. I never want to do that to her because I know what it feels like to leave a dog behind. Uh Mm -hmm. And I also don't want to over 
burden her because she's just the type of person who will take on more more yeah. than she she won't say she no should. to you if yeah. you ask her and we don't want to ask too much right so so having another <laughs> medical option has not been something that we've had in the past Ever. that we could utilize regularly yep. um we've done medical rescues and they've been at the sanctuary and our volunteers take great care of them mm-hmm. it's just that we need more to, to be able to do the sicker dogs. Yeah, more more hours with them. We would in, be able in, to get more of those dogs if we had more resources, people, time, to be just, able to care just, for them in the way hours, that... It's hours where somebody is in attendance of the dog. Right. You know? Yeah. And we just made this wonderful um, change to our isolation room. You know, we put so much thought, so much time into the design of the sanctuary and just went over it, went over it, went over it. And, you know, when we first thought about the isolation, you know, there's so much that goes into it. You know, we have separate air conditioning um, to where it's vented to the outside and, you know, just it's, it's fantastic. But we made one mistake. We did not give it its own water and storage. Well, you, can only, you can only think about so much beforehand and, you know, after using it for a while and the volunteers using it for a while, they're like, you know, it'd be really great if we had this too. Yeah, you figure out what your flaws were. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really neat though, because we realized that the only place where we could put in a sink and cabinets happened to be the same wall that the washer and dryer are on. I'm like, score, there's your plumbing is in the wall. (laughs) So now what's funny about that story is you, you were sucking my brain. Because we were chatting about something. and No, we, you were sucking my and brain. And we both texted at the same time, that din that is the washer and dryer wall. And I'm like, she just likes to copy Their me. brains are like a Venn diagram. <laughs> I forgot about that. That That's was weird. <laughs> so when I went over there tonight to see it in person, I'd just seen photos of it because, it you know, we've been closed over there due to COVID. The guy that does the work for us, Martin. We're so lucky he's in our life, honestly. His work is at such a high quality level that you could not tell the difference between what the builder built for us and what Martin did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous. And that's going to be so nice. So we looked in there. The other thing we're missing is we need a a small refrigerator so that we can have canned food and medication. And then that way it can truly be isolated from... So we're not having somebody going in and out getting medicine and what, you know, you can go over there, go in, care for them, clean yourself off, and then go back around. Yeah, because, you know, a a true ISO, you don't want someone, you can't just go in there and then go out of there without, you know, disinfecting your shoes or, Mm -hmm. you know, just to make sure you're not doing like any type of cross-contamination between, you know, dogs that have a nasty upper respiratory infection or something that you don't want it to pass to the rest of the group because then you're in real trouble. So Yeah. And we call it isolation for a reason. Yeah. Right. They're in there for a reason. We got some sick dogs right now too. We've yep. got some really sick dogs, some emaciated dogs. The dogs over there are skinny. Every one of them. Well, that Kobuk, he's really, he's an ill dog, and he's been ill since he came, and I, you know, I pushed Dr. Reno to get him in right away, and he has pneumonia, and I wasn't one bit surprised about that, but 
Did he get that from aspirating, or do we know? She thinks or? it's aspiration pneumonia, okay. but she's not positive. Um, we send off a respiratory panel because, you know, everybody remembers what we went through with, with the dog Rona that we had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we when COVID first broke, good times, and that was a that was a mycoplasma that came from the shelter, that nearly killed Bubbles and put a lot of dogs in the hospital. <coughs> so we're not taking any chances with that. And was well, there a test for that. Yes, How do you? It's okay. a respiratory panel. That, okay. That and so now we make the call, like when we take dogs from shelters, since we went through that, and Bubbles almost died after getting it. That now we just do a respiratory panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dr. Reno likes to say a dog is sick until, until proven. proven yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, hey, we just err on the, the side of caution. You got a test, run a test. Yeah. Don't wait to run a test until you know what the test is going to tell you. It sucks. So we, so we very quickly today moved, I don't know, 12 of them or... I lost track. I think it was 14. I think there's three left 14, over there. 14 of them <clears> to the sanctuary, and we're just very abruptly, quickly opening it over there after COVID, and we're just going to swing into... Well, I mean, we're, <coughs> we were trying to wait until here in Texas. I was saying, so the week of Christmas here in Texas, we were averaging 8,000 new cases of COVID a day. As of yesterday, we are averaging 54,000 cases of COVID. So we're in the middle of a surge. And what we're hearing is they're thinking we're going to peak like maybe the end of next week. Mm -hmm. And then it'll start to come back down. We were trying to kind of wait for the surge to come down. But when we brought in this many dogs... Our backs were just against the wall. And a lot of them are sick. And, and they're we, sick. And we just need to. to we need the sanctuary. We need. We just need them to be moved into. The so building. we're just hoping that we have enough volunteers that don't have COVID that aren't in quarantine. You know, yada 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 to right care for them. But I think we're probably no different than any other businesses right now that are just trying to balance Dr. work Re- life. Dr. Reno's office. She lost. Half of her staff two weeks ago from Rona, those ones came back, and now she's lost her other half. Just That's like, a story that probably every business in America has yeah. can tell. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just went through it going to work. Yeah. yeah. And Jessica's not been back to work. She's still like, I don't know. Like I went over there to see her to pick up the computer, this computer, and she she's way past you know quarantine where you're not supposed, but she doesn't feel good. She no. still doesn't feel good and. No. I don't know how long that's going to be because some She's people still are sleeping a lot of hours. Yeah. A some day. people get, yeah. I don't know if they call it long COVID or whatever, but they don't feel good for a long time. Well, I've got, so Danny and I got it. So Christmas Eve was on a Friday. So that's the night we were exposed. And then we started with our symptoms on Monday. So that would have been 25, 20, so December 27th. All right. Today is. January 20th he's still coughing and he still is tired and he still has not fully recovered I'm I'm okay I still will all of a sudden have coughing spells but we also have mountain cedar here right now so which is terrible it's, I'm yeah. not sure if that, that's why I'm coughing or what we both have tested negative mm-hmm. but he's not his normal self yeah and I keep you know I'm listening to like what's happening with Jessica and then I look at him and I'm wondering, does it just hit some people harder and it, they take longer to recover? Yeah. 
And however long it takes is however long it takes. You yeah. Know? And everybody's different. And some people die. And that's just all there is to it, you know. <coughs> and here we were, fully vaccinated and still got it. Mm-hmm. And it still was not mild. And how sick would Danny have been if he wasn't vaccinated? Exactly. I think it would have killed him. Yeah, that's the whole exactly. thing. That's what it boils down to. And especially his mom, 87 years old with it. Yeah. Has she recovered from that? No. She's still tired and coughing, too. Mm. But she's still alive. Yeah, she's alive. Terrible business. Crazy times we live in. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's been hard enough to try and, you know, schedule volunteers to work over there, especially during COVID, but just, you know, especially just in general. That's why I think just having just a small little core group of people that are that can for the most part like 75% of the time always be there and mm-hmm. always have that coverage because that's I'm sure that's I know it's been a tough scramble when you know especially when people get sick or there's a Rona surge and so you know who are your volunteers because the dogs don't care if you're sick no they they need to be let out yeah. they need to be fed they yeah. need to be taken care of so and we can't we can't stop rescuing dogs the need is not right. gone away Right. Just because we're in the middle of. Well, I mean, what we all come to terms with as every day progresses is we have to function our lives with COVID. We have to we have to function. This is the new normal. As best we can with COVID. It's two years. (laughs) We've been doing this for two years. You know, we're going into the third year. And it could easily (laughs) be two more. So it could be. Yeah. So we still. And that's you, the you thing. have to live your life. You just have to accept it and do the best that you can and function as best you can and adjust when you need to adjust. And, you know, that's just what our lives are. That's just what they are. And everybody's doing the same thing. Like I said, Dr. D's doing the same thing. Well, I'm really getting pretty good at giving out COVID tests. <laughs> I have people lean back because I learned how to do this really good at the, at the Frisco place. Because I said, oh, you're going to do it? Because I thought I would do it. And she goes, no, I'll do it. She goes, lean your head back like this. So before, the other place, I was down. So this one, they want to lean back so they can get really up there. But, <laughs> and she told me, she goes, go around 15 times. Because in the little COVID package, it just says, oh, just five, and then swish it. Oh, no. She taught me. So I told Eddie, I said, the lady said 15. Yeah. <laughs> you thorough. Let's see if I can reach your brain with that. <laughs> Maybe I can make you hate that. Your chair. brain. Has so no, this is so. It, this is not funny, but I mean, it's funny. So when so Jessica tested positive like one night. So then the next morning, I'm talking to your mom. She goes, "I'm COVID positive." I'm like, "You are again?" And she sends a photo of it, and I go about my business, and I think, "Wait a minute, wait." <laughs> so I go because we just given another COVID test out at the house, and I went in the trash can, pulled out the trash, and I looked at that. And, so you're negative. You're I swear honest. to God, it was the same photo that Jessica sent. And then Jessica sent her original one, and the positive line was really faint, so I didn't even see it. Yeah. So I thought I thought the one solid you, on the and top. And I was, was like, oh, do you need any? And I thought, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Because I'm just so sick of it. So a, lo- a lot of people, though, have gotten, they had like the one y'all had, and then now they've gotten the Omicron. Well, I've had the Delta. I had before the Delta, well, I you think. You had the Delta. Okay. At the same time as me. All right. And Travis is just immune. 
Yeah, Travis, where COVID goes to die. That's what we say. He's cat daddy. He's COVID immune. It sounds messed up, but I would love to get COVID because I'm so sick and tired of covering for all you sick people working. <laughs> That's what he was saying the other and day. I He's like, get a break. you just took a week off. Get out I of here. I didn't take a week off. It's like three, three days. days. It's not even a vacation. You were off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, That's... Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah, but Wednesday, how many of those were Tuesdays and Wednesdays is my off. normal day off? Yeah, exactly. I know, but you were off for six days. So? Doesn't count. It's not a vacation. <laughs> Half of those were scheduled days I off. I want to go somewhere six else. Six days that you did not have to I'm going to go somewhere else in February. It's it's all over social media. Like, I get another week off because somebody, you know, I have to quarantine. And then point. there's like the one person at their office. It's like, that's me. I've never, I've never been able to, like, I'm like jealous of Jess right now. She's sleeping 18 hours a day. Seriously. Yeah, like you're jealous around. of She's catching like, up on her stories and stuff. Like, yeah. Trade her right now if I can just relax for two weeks. <laughs> I would love it. You should just fake it. Like I'll send you a file. I can Photoshop a fake test for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. It's from the cat. He's got a it's sore throat. He's tired. He's allergic to his cat. You know what, cat Rona? When, when you have the, this was scary for me. So when I had it and I was just so sick. Like, I would not get in my chihuahua's faces. I would not kiss on them. And I told Danny, don't put your face in their face. And, you know, See, I didn't know that, that you could give it to a dog. Like, I've never heard. I don't know if that's true or not. I've never heard a story about a dog getting it and, like, dying from it. Like, I had no knowledge of that whatsoever until, like, you guys said that to me. No, because somebody said that I killed Georgia. Because I had well, I know. I remember that. And I remember. I but remember I, it, too. But I remember our conclusion of that was that that's nonsense. But, like, now you guys are saying that's kind of not nonsense. They can get it. Apparently, they don't. Their symptoms are mild. That's what Doctor Re- Doctor Doctor Reen. So like how- tigers are getting it in the zoo and gorillas. What? And- yes. Are they are they swapping tigers' noses? Like how do they no, know? They are testing positive for COVID. All right. And doc- so like Doctor mm-hmm. Reno, she does not let dogs from a COVID COVID house come to the se- to her well, office. She's over the top, and I love it, but. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to report, you know, how many days has it been since the person tested yeah. pot? I mean, there's like a whole protocol because she, she said that if there, if, <laughs> if you have a contagious disease, you want her to be your gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because I don't disparage her at all for her procedures. She don't mess around. <laughs> no, but I, just from knowing that and just, I thought, you know, I've got four pound dogs. I do not need them. Because we would die. You, you know, want to be swabbing their noses. <laughs> they, they wouldn't like that. I right? just don't want to say that like dogs can spread Rona. No, I not just... that they spread it, that you can give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> and they die so, from it. Like I... No, they don't die from it. Well, that... Like I said, that's what Dr. Reno said. They, do get, they can get COVID, but their symptoms are usually mild. All right. And they're not going to spread it to you or another right. person. Well, <laughs> You have to remember that COVID is a coronavirus. It's a cold. It is. I mean, yeah, but I've never heard of like it, you get a cold and then your dog catches the cold from you or your dog catches the flu from you. I've, I would never. I was, there are some of those articles in the beginning this of all this corona. It's a novel virus. It's novel. Nobody knows what this thing does. That's yeah. what we've been trying to figure out for two years. That's why you tell you tell me that. I'm like, oh, that's new information. That's I why no I don't want to say like, you know, um, she, of, of course, like. Any potential respiratory virus can spread to one breathing mammal to the next. I'm not sure that any can. Well, I well, mean, particles are going through the air. Know, you are breathing them in. The animal's breathing them in. Yes, 
things can transfer, whether or not they can, you know, be sick. Obviously, we haven't seen that or transmit it to somebody else. That's a hard thing to kind of test for. Um, is it possible? Sure. But I just don't want to throw that out there. It's like some kind of. No, and, no. I, and I wasn't saying it because I, I just was saying I felt like I need to be cautious with them because you don't. I mean, I don't want to because give that to them know. because I don't know. And so I like just, up until stop. right now, I mean, none I of us have a white coat on with our name stitched on. I guess up until like COVID happened and like this came out, we're like, oh, you can give your dog COVID. Like. I always thought that like human sicknesses and dog sicknesses were like totally separate. Like a dog gets a URI, like I'm not in danger from that. Other oh, dogs are in danger the from that. I've are. never heard of anything where you can, where where diseases are transmissible from humans to dog. Giardia. I've, what? Giardia. I didn't know that. Yeah, you get the Giardia. I didn't know that. You can get Giardia. I always thought there was like a barrier there Tape between tapeworms. <laughs> tapeworms. I got <laughs> ringworm one time. Ringworm. I mean, like I well, yeah, I remember that. That was gross. Yeah, that depends. was super gross. It just depends on the. You know, but like, I would never have. You know, dogs having distemper and making other dogs sick with distemper. You're not going to get distemper. I mean, I guess yeah. rabies. Now that I think about it, like rabies, that is. But uh, yeah, rabies is just mammal. Yeah. Rabies. Actually, is. Even, well, and what not, what was the other one that they thought Doctor Roth and I had? Well, that was the. Oh shoot. We say this every time. That was anthrax. Yeah. But that anthrax. It wasn't anthrax. <laughs> it, it wasn't anthrax. It's never anthrax. <laughs> I love how she just casually says anthrax. Yeah, anthrax. Silly old anthrax. It's never anthrax. We'll test for it. It's probably not anthrax. <laughs> but, we'll, but what did we'll you see, touch? But we'll see you at home, how yeah. many people touch this dog? Let me see your dog. mail. <laughs> he did say that. No, I was scared to death. <laughs> Good times. That was a crazy thing. <laughs> so I just not stay- as crazy as COVID though, because COVID's been crazy. well. <laughs> anthrax is pretty crazy. I don't know. They were running low on the toilet paper at the Kroger. You know, I went to Brookshire's and there was no chicken. Well, they're out of the fruits and it, vegetables down by the It's in the shipping too. container in the L.A. Harbor, like everything else. No, I mean, chicken doesn't come in through like, like that. There, there was no chicken. No chicken of any kind. You got one? Go pick one out. You leave my chickens. <laughs> <laughs> you got like 12 of them out there. What are we doing? I'll, I'll take that big brown one. <laughs> Just have White go out there and pet one. It'll be dead the next morning. You can eat that one. But there was paper products at the store and a shortage of that. It was just chicken. Well, they had a bunch of sandpaper toilet paper. No, thank you. I need <laughs> Charmin. Extra had jumbo some, but it was roll. unacceptable. I would rather have nothing than that. <laughs> nothing. Well, hey, you remember when COVID first started and people were running out of the wet wipes? We were having to go around, look for those everywhere. It was like a commodity. It no, was. I remember, I remember Snowvid and Jess went to Costco and got me like, I still have wet wipes from when she stocked me up from that. Like, that was awesome. Because <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not using toilet paper either. I'm Remember when that. we had Snowvid during COVID? Yeah, that's why we called it Snowvid. It's been a rough couple of years. That was awesome. I would yeah, do that I again. That. I had a three-legged mastiff I was taking care of with a pump hanging off him. I was draining fluid <laughs> out of him. It does. Yeah, every six yeah. hours because his whole house froze. Terrible times. business. Good but times. Th- this I is, never pooped outside, though. This is the thing to know, and I was so happy. And, you know, she was, and there's no other word to describe it than this, but she just bitched through the whole thing. Yeah, anytime it's cold, that's what but she does. But I was I fat it. and sassy at my house because you know one thing I learned? I can't move from my house. Do you know why? I've got a fire station, an old folks' home, and a hospital in my grid. I am good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your power's going to stay grid. on no matter what. There's nothing in our grid. We no. were like country folk. There's a grid. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was terrible. 
Well, it it was it was so you bad. Didn't feel bad for us. I I. You were all toasty with her. Heat was on all the time. I had the fire going, and your chichis had we the fire even going. We have a grid. A grid. We have like a like a rescue line <laughs> thrown, thrown at us. There's not even a parameter. It's we got some string like, and some tin cans. But it's yeah. a straight line. So my boss lives like a mile up the road from me, and then my cousin lives across the road from him. Well, what we figured out is my boss would tell me when he. He got power. Then I knew my cousin would get power 45 minutes after him. So I would text her and say, hey, he just got his power. So get ready. Get ready. Run to the kitchen. Turn your oven on. Open the door. She was like doing all this stuff, you know, trying to, you know, get your get your frozen food. Get it in the microwave. See, one of the problems that we had with that is that we couldn't text. Yeah, because you, could like te- the- you could text 15 minutes out of every hour. Like the power would come on mm-hmm. and then the routers would boot and you had like five minutes after the power would come on and then you had like 10 minutes before it go off again. And that so. was it. And then you're and in that's the darkness. It. Yeah, that was the it. The darkness and the coldness. It was all right. It wasn't that bad. It was terrible. I, I thought it was fun. It was kind of an adventure. I would do it again. <laughs> yeah, you weren't, <laughs> do it again. You weren't sleeping on your mom's couch. I would do that. No, we <laughs> had a frozen toilet. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I peed outside a lot. <laughs> Travis pees outside no matter what time of year. I know he does, but it's his cats. Well, not if it's that cold. <laughs> it's pretty cold right now, but there's wind now. There wasn't that much wind then. Terrible. Wind yeah, makes the it wind way colder. Wind is terrible. It, it it ranks up there as probably one of the worst events I can remember in it my really and bad. I've lived here my, my entire life. So, well, all I kept thinking is why did I move here? That's what I kept thinking. I mean, you were probably ready to pack. Because you know what? <laughs> you know what I didn't re- realize was that Texas had its own power grid that we weren't on a national. I did not know that I didn't until know this why. happened. And I went, why did we move here? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not one of those things where it's. It's like in the real estate brochure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not It's not even in the demographics research you do about it. <laughs> well, that's what she I realized. the realtor, you wouldn't even know. Yeah. No, is that you not. need to know if you're on a grid with a hospital or not. And that's I t- what you need When to this know. was that's happening, I told Danny, I said, look, we cannot move. I bet you that turned into a selling point. Well, see, Jeff does now. power, too, because she's next to Baylor Hospital. Yeah. yeah. So she, she Her grid ain't going out. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing you need to live near is you need to live near a hospital. I bet uh, you the fire department, that old folks home. I mean, I had the trifecta. Well, I think that we should have our own grid because it, we're the ranch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we could get generators Email and solar somebody, panels, Laura. but you don't want to pay for it. Email somebody. Tell them we need our own. Seriously. Yep. Well, y- on, y'all man. need generators. You, do, you need at least one generator for the ranch. Well, let's think about that. Well, that, a like, generator, what would we do? I always think about Everybody that. moves into the same spot? Yeah, a lot of people live. This is what he's just complaining about. They had to sleep on my couch. Is Where's it, the generator you going? Want, Which house does exactly. the generator pop? Yeah, you want to you want to be warm or you don't. You know. Or if we you have, have a, a generator, dogs, ma'am, just move together and be one happy family and he hush. Brought, he brought JoJo and Daryl and Irene and, and Sweeps and Jim. We had Jim. Jim. And Jim Bobby. And Mr. Fred, they were all here. The whole, the gang's all here. Mm-hmm. They all, it's, they're all going to grandma's. And and it's not like I had more power than him, but his the power going off and on burnt up his heater element. Yeah, his ther- it, his it, thermostat thing broke. Yeah, like, it, burned it, up. It, it fried up the uh, motherboard in my yeah. um, heater because it kept trying to click on and it couldn't because it was frozen. On, and so it just burned itself on, out. On, uh-huh. on, a little finally. device. And I had a fire too, man. But you know why I had a fire? Because I trekked out into the woods to get firewood. 
not like where you turn it on with your little dura log flame and the, and the light. And she and almost died doing that. She almost died. I almost died. I, just, I almost die every time I step out. She risked her life every time. Every single time. <laughs> you had sons. You could have sent them. No, she has to do it herself and then complain. It's mm-hmm. better. I mean, he rides the donkey thing out into the. No, I'm she's just going to do it herself and then, and then tell us about how much the it's the <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I think we're going to. This winter's warmer. I don't think we're going to have an event. She Go says ahead, on a day it. that it's 20. Yeah. Yeah. And the wind chill and is And it's going to be zero. 20 tomorrow morning. <clears throat> they said tomorrow morning is actually going to be I'm colder than it was this morning. I don't morning. work tomorrow morning. That's awesome. I work tomorrow. You know where I work? I work inside the building. I'm not going also to there. You have to walk to work, though. Like, we're, we're, hear the struggle. we're over at the sanctuary, and we've got all the dogs out into the main yard, and we're all up there. I don't have a coat. I have nothing, because when I was coming up here, idiot. I wasn't <laughs> planning on being out in the yard, and then I had to, like, pivot and go. You kept coming and back inside. No, 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 you, no. You, did. you taught me everything I know about coming inside. So all of a sudden, I look in the window <laughs> and I said, "Is that her in the door, staring out at she us in the cold?" Mm-hmm. I have no shame in saying I'm not going out there. I'm not. I know. I got the text to prove it. <laughs> yeah, but it's prefaced by this is ass <laughs> <laughs> every morning. I always right. know what the weather is because I'll just read the text of. Well, did we cover everything? I think we did. I think you guys have have abused me enough with my hate of cold. So she wants to go get in her warm bed now. Oh, it's your fault. (laughs) All right, I think we've covered it. My mom doesn't like the cold. I don't like the cold. That's the message. I'm ready for July now. If you didn't know, she doesn't like it. That's right. It's going to be cold tomorrow. I'm not going out. I have to walk to work. Thank God, it's only 20 feet. You need a little tunnel. To the ranch. Like yeah. I need yeah. like a heated Pope mobile, you know, a pneumatic too. Yeah. And I could yeah. like ignite the, the ignition and with the heater on. That's an achievable goal. While like, it's yeah. in the we garage. We can make that happen. Like yeah. a little seat for Bessie in uh, there. Bessie, yeah, let's go. With her piggy jammies. Her yeah. own personal little heater. Just <laughs> Bubs can just run behind. She likes yeah, the Yeah, Bubs likes it. <laughs> Daryl run out there too. He don't care. Oh, you know what I just noticed? No. This is the first time BB's never not come up. She's up. She's right there. Is she over there? Yeah, she's under the table. Okay. That's Phoebe. Yeah, she came up with me. She was sleeping. Now she's up. She's awake. That's good, because I have to wake her up whenever we get done podcasting. She can't hear me in the day. Yeah, you you got to poke her. Don't forget your shoes in the dog bed. Why'd you take my shoe, Pop Pop? Look, her ears are still wet. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of gross. All right. right. Good night, everybody. Thanks, guys.